What is up, everybody? And welcome to Love Her Melanin, where we celebrate everything that is Black and feminine, whatever that means to you. Thank you so much for tuning in to all of my lovely people. Thank you for everyone who tuned into my live the last time. And like I said, we're going to be more consistent on here. And I'm so excited to have this new episode out. And I'm so excited to have my first guest in a while. Um, Tracy, say hi to the people. Hi, everybody. My name is Tracy. <laughs> I'm a senior here at Montclair. Um, I'm into the arts. So it's a little back of my me. But yeah, I'm excited to do this, this little. Tracy's an amazing painter. <laughs> that's that's what I'll say. She's really great with like fine arts, like drawing, painting. Ooh, okay. She's really, really good at that stuff. Um, so I brought Tracy on here today for this specific topic because I feel like it's something that we both had like a conversation about prior. And we got a little raw, so I'm gonna try not to cry on here because that's that's Encanto. bro. And you know what I'm saying? We're not gonna come, bro. We watched Encanto, right? And mind you, Encanto, them. she forced me and another friend, shout out to Tamara, shout out to Tam Tam. But she forced me and Tam to watch Encanto, right? And I thought it was gonna be one of those like I guess childish. like childish movies. And when I tell you I started sobbing, I was like, and she was like, she said it, she was like, if you have like unhealed trauma, this movie's gonna make you cry. And I was like, Girl, please. And then we cry. I think I cried after we watched this YouTube channel with um Cinema. Uh, oh, I forgot. I totally forgot. I'm taking out the name. Cinematography. C- cinema therapy. Cinema, cinema, therapy. cinema therapy. Yes. Cinema therapy. cinema therapy with the director and the therapist, and they talk about like they just basically go more in depth with like movies and stuff. And I started sobbing even more because I was just like, yo. Start picking out, picking it apart. Yo, and it's just like it was so crazy to watch. And then we just all started talking about, like, our unhealed traumas and stuff. Mm. And I just, like, a lot of things I realized that I didn't realize before happened in that conversation. And then immediately I was like, eventually I'm going to have to do a topic on this. So then we're going to talk about friendship PTSD. (laughs) And I'm here to talk about it because I'm still healing from it. And I think I actually might need professional help from it. What about you? I think um, right now, like, just this at this moment, I'm in a space where... I know what triggers me. Mm-hmm. I know how to respond to my own um, triggers per se. So I don't, I don't, maybe at the beginning of summer, I would say like, I definitely had friendship PTSD and I didn't realize like it was PTSD, but now I'm in a space where it's like, I know where my abandonment issues is being triggered. Mm-hmm. And I know like when I'm being manic, when I'm reacting to certain things that are not like reacting to non-physical uh, communications, it's like, I'm trying not to do that anymore because I realize like that's the chunk of what PTSD is. It's like you're reacting to like sounds. Like when people go to war and they come back, loud it's like sounds. a little yeah. loud sound. It's literally the same thing as like you being human and you being in a friendship and somebody does something out of the ordinary and it's like it triggers you so bad because it just it might you might not realize it, but like sharp memory just comes and you're just like and then you start to react a certain way. And you're just like, why do I? Why, why am I? Why am I reacting this well? Your friend, or your friend doesn't text you back. Like a couple of days, you're just like, okay, well, what does this mean? Like you know, you start to overthink. It's mm-hmm, like definitely. now I'm realizing when I'm doing that. It's like when um, when I feel like I'm being abandoned, I'm like, why do I feel that way? Like what is this? I'm asking myself more. Like I'm making it a me problem, not a them problem, to kind of like help. Yeah, but that's why that was really beautifully said because it took me <laughs> no girl seriously it took me so long to realize like now i'm able i don't even think i'm there yet i'm able to like recognize okay i felt this feeling before mm-hmm. so 
like I know this doesn't make me feel good, but I still can't pinpoint exactly like what's going on. Like, because what I tell you, people think relationship PTSD is bad. Mm. You can, you know, you can take a break from dating. Like you can't really take a break <laughs> from friends. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You're gonna meet like it's inevitable not to meet people. And especially people that sometimes like if you're very friendly and you have a friendly personality, it's inevitable it's to inevitable. connect to somebody. Yeah. And it's like you are, you might not realize you're doing it, but you can easily fall into like similar pattern relationship and just like, why does this keep happening? Like you keep asking yourself, you, you have to look at your patterns Literally. and like, why does this keep happening? And you have to sit with yourself and be like, okay, let's be honest. Like, what is this? Like, just lay all the cards on the table, all your bad. Good. And be honest with be yourself. Honest with yourself. Be like, have to. okay. Because I feel like a lot of times, and with friendships, it's like, this like discussion on TikTok. Oh, this is a discussion on TikTok. Like there's a lot of different discussions, but it's like you have to be careful the, the yes. discussions you entertain on TikTok because they just be. It's a it's it can be a lot, and it's like what I'm seeing is a lot is sometimes it's like everybody has their own opinion and their own experiences, mm-hmm. and as much as um, what I'm learning is everybody's experience is valid. Like that's something hard that I had to come to terms with, where it's like. I might feel like I'm wrong in this situation and you might feel like you're also wrong in this situation. Sometimes it's like being able to, I was telling my roommate this, like when you're in, in situations, like I love my ability to like to practice detachment, whereas like no hate to anybody, I'm going to take this. It's like flying bird's eye, where it's like I'm looking at my interaction with other people and not, not feeling any loyalty towards myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm like looking at my interaction with like if I'm speaking to somebody and it's like an argument or whatever, I'm gonna look at it in that bird's eye view where it's like I don't care what I'm feeling, I don't care what they're feeling, what is happening in this moment, and I feel like that that takes a lot of maturity. Yeah, a lot of maturity <laughs> a lot. because a lot of people. Um, this is like such a psych one one comment, but it's like a lot of people we judge ourselves based on intent and we judge others based, based on, on action. action. Yeah. So it's like I knew what I meant when I was doing this, but I don't know what you meant, so I'm just judging you off yeah. of action. And not to sidebar real quick, but this young lady had me like a TikTok um about how people are fake because how you're gonna be befriend someone you used to not like. Mm-hmm. And this other gentleman kind of not called her out on it, but she he he's the one who kind of introduced me to the you know, we base ourselves on intent and other people yeah. action because like I didn't I don't know why I didn't like the girl. Now I meet her and I find out she's actually a cool person, but I thought was wrong. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make me fake if I decide to engage with her now. Like if I didn't like somebody in high school and we become friends in mm-hmm. college, like one of my closest friends, her and I did not get along freshman year at all. <laughs> Shout out to Destiny Armani George. Her and I did not <laughs> like each other. We did not like each other because yeah. we were both very loud. We were yeah. both very opinionated, yeah. but very wild. And then she's one of my closest friends to this day. So it's like, am I fake? Because I was like, we didn't like each other. And now she's one of my closest friends. Like, that's not fake. It kind of reminds me of, like, what you're saying. It reminds me of, like, um, what's his his name? The Four Agreements. um, I forgot his name. He has, like, Don Miguel Luis. Mm -hmm. I think that's his name. But, like, like, the the Four Agreements are, don't take anything personally. Mm -hmm. Do Do your best. Be impeccable with your word. And I forgot the last one but they don't take anything personally part that's hard that's like very very hard and it also taps into like reserving judgment Mm -hmm. because i feel like a lot of times when we hear about people or we're interacting with people 
you don't realize this, and I listen to Megan Markle's podcast, and I think she she hit this nail on the button. Definitely. I'm also seeing what she's saying in real life on like the internet and how people interact with each other. Where it's like, you might read a tabloid or you might hear something about somebody and you might think, I'm not that type of person to um, internalize other people's opinion, like take other people's opinion, take it as my own, and then act, act based on that. But majority of the time, when we meet people, we are acting on our subconscious views of who they are from other people. We mm-hmm. don't realize that. So I'm like making it a more of like an intentional effort where I'm meeting people. I'm like, I don't care what I've heard or, you know, like mm-hmm. I'm taking your action and your, and when it comes to celebrating like pop culture, that could be different. Cause sometimes people, based on people's behavior, you can tell who they, or based yeah. on what other people are saying about We're them. talking about like one-on-one encounters. Yeah, one-on-one yeah. encounters, like that deserving lack of judgment when you meet people is hard. Cause you don't even realize like- You're doing you're it. You're doing it. Cause it's like, you can be in a room where people are talking about somebody. You might not be paying attention. Quotation marks around yeah. paying attention. But it's like, that information is still in your brain. It's still in your brain. It's going to be, just have to realize, like, let me not, and let's speak to friendships. It's like, sometimes you have to learn to, like, when you forgive, let, let it go. It go. <laughs> you better be like Elsa and let like, that jump let go. go. Because, you know what? I can go on a rant all day, but um, I wanted to ask you a couple questions if that's okay with yeah. you, um, because I have these conversations all the time, and mm-hmm. I recently, very recently realized that I still don't trust my friends, mm-hmm. and I still let things that were done to me affect how I view them. Mm-hmm. So my first question really to you is, because I don't know if my listeners remember, I did a whole breakdown based off of Dr. Darius Daniels' um, book, Relational Intelligence the four basic groups of people in your life. Um, now, of course, people can always change, and it's four basic groups, and human beings are multifaceted. Mm-hmm. But just to help you and your brain compartmentalize these people, he broke it down to four categories, which was a friend, an uh, associate, an assignment, and a mentor. Mm-hmm. Um, heavy on assignment. <laughs> heavy on assignment. Like, the person is there, you're supposed to do something for them, and then yeah. let them go. Um, if you haven't listened to that, please go ahead and listen to that. I also have it up on YouTube. Please go, go, go watch that. That is very, very, very imperative because it helped me a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And also go buy that book. Go buy that book. It's a good book. That book is a really good book. Reading it, it's a good book. When I finished it, <laughs> it's a good book because he even talks about how to decipher it, how to maneuver it. Yeah. It's a whole thing. Um, but so what exactly is a friend then? Because like you said, me and Tracy are both very extroverted people. Um, she's a little bit more on the quiet side mm-hmm. um i'm louder <laughs> um, as you can even tell she's more soft-spoken but um we're both very like friendly personable people so approachable people so we tend to connect with people easier not intentionally but just because it's like it, when you're nice you know exactly exactly like when you're nice people like you mm-hmm. so what is a friend to you then <laughs> okay so I think to me, I would define a friend as somebody who I can be my authentic self to. Mm-hmm. Like I can just be there. Like I can show you all sides of me and there's no, like that. that's where that judgment comes in. There's, mm-hmm. there's no judgment. There's nothing. It's like I, I can rely on you to be your most true, honest self. And I'm mm-hmm. very careful about like... um 
the analyzing uh, i hate doing this but i do that unintentionally but, but like analyzing people when i first meet them so like access ass, uh, assessing them to see who they are sometimes yeah sometimes it's like i might get into a friendship and later on it might not work out and cool that's you know life happens people people change or whatever yeah but i feel like that's definitely my top definition it's like somebody who i can be in my true self too and they can also be their true self to me and not deserve any kind of judgment for each other i love that i think i i would agree i would agree with your definition i think a friend is someone like because friends to me are my family right because mm. I'm, I'm really big on like um chosen family like just because someone's blood related to you does not make them your family at all and it, it's weird saying that because i come from a very family oriented family mm-hmm. um and i'm i'm not I'm not like that. <laughs> so it's like, you know, you know how like where we come from, it's always like, oh, you like your friends, friends too much. Sometimes your friends are who really know you and who support you and who honor you and, and things like that. And um, I think a friend who on, who understands, you know, I think compromise is good. Yeah. You know, just because if you have like a toxic behavior, that doesn't mean you should be stuck in that behavior. But yeah. a friend who understands that there's just certain things that make you you yeah. and who are okay to allow you to do that, even if they yeah. necessarily may not like, act the same they yeah. allow you to be that person because that's what makes you you at the end of the day um so i'm gonna tell y'all a little bit about my past life okay <laughs> you know because i always say you say you save the dramatics for your own platforms and that's when you get to control the conversation <laughs> so growing up i was a really bad people pleaser i still have those bad traits today <laughs> but i was a people pleaser because I was craving some type of love from somewhere that I wasn't getting from who I was supposed to be getting it from. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I was craving it outside. And, you know, it wasn't necessarily anything like drugs or like men or anything like that, but I craved that from like friends. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what the psychology around that is, like why I didn't go the drug route or the relationship route, but that was just me with friends. Um, I was a people pleaser. Like I even had an old uh, friend, quote unquote, tell another friend, quote unquote, that um, people that we worked with at work only liked me because I did stuff for them. And it was just always like, I just always made myself so readily available to be there because that was the only way I knew how to show people I cared about them was to be there for them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I was friends with a group of girls in high school. And looking back on it, like, they didn't, they didn't like me very much. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't really like me. And not even just those girls, like just in general, like my friends didn't really like me very much. But, and I feel like deep down I knew that, but mm-hmm. I, I wanted friends. Like that's, I just wanted friends so badly. And then when I came out of high school, I became this rigid, like aggressive, disrespectful human being because I felt like that was the only way I can gain respect and I can gain true friends. And then I found friends that I have now and I feel so bad because I still be having those flashbacks of they're talking about me because friends that I had used to do that or um, they would intentionally leave me out of things because friends would do that. Even though as an adult, I understand mature jazz is like, okay, well, you can't be around all of them all the time. Like your schedules don't mix, like you're, you're busy, they're busy. So if they hang out, it's not, they're trying to intentionally leave you out or just stuff like that. But I still have those things in the back of my head where it's like, because it's happened to me right. where like, they'll hang out and intentionally leave me out or right. 
they'll talk about me when they're upset with me but not tell me mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying just stuff like that like I used to I'm used to friends talking smack about me all the time and they I project that onto my friends to the point where my my friend has called me on several times she's like Jazz you have trust issues <laughs> like you have trust issues and I'm like I do and I didn't realize how every once in a while I have to be reminded of just how bad they were. And then it's just like even coming into college and having these major fallouts with friends, I was just like, I'm done. And then now I have friends who care about me and I can't even believe that. Yeah. So like, what is something that reshaped your your view of like, or what was something, I don't want to use the word traumatic, but what was something that kind of reshaped your view on like, what a friend is you don't have to use names you don't have to use specifics but just like to get a better understanding like how has that kind of negatively impacted how you view people or caused you to change how you make friends it's funny you bring up like people pleasing because i like to call myself a recovering people pleaser <laughs> but um what is one thing traumatic mm-hmm. uh, let's open a little box and pick <laughs> <laughs> but um I'll tell you the most recent one because I don't, don't want to go to like past situation. Mm-hmm. But the most recent one was like the end of last semester. Oh God. Ah. Yeah. So the end of last semester, um, it was like I think more of like a, a, a an event that like a different like events. a catalyst. For yeah, like a catalyst for like a more me looking more inward in myself. But it was like different situations happening back to. Like, since the year, it's, like, situation happening back to back to back. But, um, like I said, I call myself a recovering people pleaser. The specific situation kind of, like, had me questioning my level of people pleasingness Because mm-hmm. I felt like I over people pleased to the point where um, it got me into a situation where I was compromising my feelings mm-hmm. for the sake of peace. Or for the I sake do that of, so much. Yeah, so I... Um, for the sake of not having conflict, I just yeah. shut up. I'm just like, I, I know, and I, I do this thing where I'm an overthinker, but I'm also like, I overthink in a way of like analyzing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like to analyze things to the point where I can see all sides of you of that situation. And then I've realized like that doesn't help solve anything at, at, like mm-hmm. as well. It helps in the sense of like, it's always good to approach any type of argument, disagreement with like a level-headedness where it's like, I understand your view, or at least I'm going to try to understand you. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm sitting down to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. But um, with that and feeling like, it, it kind of like that, the I wouldn't call it a friendship, but like that situation ended in like a very explosive way that made me want to like take a step back. And I didn't realize like how much of a step back I wanted to take from Everything. everything and everyone till like it happened and I'm just like and I found myself a couple of months in I'm like yeah uh, uh no because I'm realizing like a lot of like because I, I started to take a step back and be like what are all my friendships made of or how what are what are the basics of that friendship because I feel like that's what happens and it's like sometimes you allow yourself to meet people and then build mm-hmm. but with me like with the people pleasing aspect it's like I can make people feel very, very comfortable or make sure like they always feel comfortable, always included when they are around me. But it's like, to what extent do you do that? And to what is that the main reason why people feel they can slip easily into 
quote unquote friendships mm-hmm. with you because I feel like that's the over familiarity. Yeah, like that could ease its way into friendship when inherently is in a friendship. Like a friendship, I feel like friendship is a choice that you make. Like you choose to accept somebody for who they are mm-hmm. and for how they are. Yes, and you can tell them when they're being wrong and when they need to adjust certain behaviors or address certain aspects of themselves. But you shouldn't just kind of like shut, not shut yourself, but kind of like close yourself off in order to give all the good energy or the good parts of you to a situation or a friendship. But I think, I don't know if I answered your question. But no, like, you didn't. <laughs> you that did. was like... What was one thing that kind of reshaped how you viewed friends and you, you said it perfectly? Like, yeah, that it caused you to have to take a giant step back. Like, what, are, what, what do you mean? Like, what, like, what, what, is, what do you want from me? Yeah, and also don't, don't overshare to connect into my friendship because that's like oversharing is my biggest problem like Like, connecting over trauma yeah and it's because i feel like that's the only way yeah and it's nothing bad because i feel like a lot of times people think it's bad to talk about trauma with other people you can discuss shared trauma and kind of like share your experiences with it Mm -hmm. but do not overshare like certain things you need to learn how to be like I don't know you to that extent mm-hmm. to share this with you. Because I look back and I'm just like, I don't feel the ache because now I don't, I don't feel anything at all when I think of that situation. But it's like, I'm just like, sometimes I'm like, at first, when after that situation, I was just like, ew, I have told you deep, deep things about myself. And I don't know how to feel about that. But then I've come to the point where I'm just like, I know my intention. Mm-hmm. Whatever is going to happen is going to happen. Nobody's going to. You cannot stop things that are inevitably like moving. So just washing my hands of it. It's in the past. It's a new me. Like I'm moving forward with that view of like life and friendship. Was like I can be honest and I can be authentic without being not thinking about like. Cause I I tend to I realize like. I had trust issues mm-hmm. per se, but I overshare and then I have trust issues after I've ended that situation because I'm just like, so which part of my information I've given you, will you, like, how would you, mm-hmm. like, handle that information? Yeah. But, yeah. Tracy, that was beautiful. Um, <laughs> we're going to end off this part right here. We're going to do a part two to this because um, I still want to get some of your insight and anchor only lets you record for 30 minutes um we're gonna have to fix that anchor we're gonna fix that spotify but um please make sure you tune in to part two please make sure you follow us at love her melanin podcast on instagram um please make sure you subscribe to love her melanin on youtube but we'll be posting content on there as well um and please make sure to Always tune in. We don't only do relationship content over here. We talk about other things. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't talk about that son or what? What is it? What What are the stupid topics that they talk about on Instagram? With submission, and all those things. <laughs> we don't only talk about those things on here. We talk about some real stuff. Yeah. Um, but please make sure you tune in to part two where we will we will be continuing this conversation with Tracy, and I will tune in and I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. <laughs>